Welcome to the Random City Podcast. Chester Copperpot! He was a pro! He never made it this far! A competitor. He was very good. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Just listen to the old pork chop express take his advice on a dark and stormy night. The person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. When Godzilla's coming, y'all be tripping. Where did you come from? From your blood. I'm brute. You will be. You underestimate my power. He's gonna be the third scariest thing on that train. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Welcome back to the Random City Podcast. It's me, Jimmy and Georgia. We're back once again, as I like to say. And in this episode, we're going to be talking some random things, like always. We're going to be touching on some subjects like Dragon Quest. If you're not familiar, we'll break down kind of what that is. We're also going to be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home, because it's been a while since I've done one of these, and that was a fun movie. And... And I guess the main random topic of today's podcast, I guess, will be a little bit of Stranger Things, even though it's, you know, a month late. But that's okay, because this show is random. It's randomly recorded, randomly released, and not randomly scheduled, at least not at the moment. So, today, let's talk about some Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest, if you're not familiar, is a Japanese RPG, or as they say, JRPG franchise. It's been around since the 80s. They were released in America back in the early days as Dragon Warrior on the NES. And there are, I believe, at least 13, 14 of these games, somewhere in that range. Uh, Dragon Quest XI is about to be released to the Nintendo Switch as a definitive edition. The one I've been playing is my first Dragon Quest game, really is Dragon Quest Builders 2. Now, I played a demo for Dragon Quest Builders and Dragon Quest Builders 2. After hearing Wood from Beat'em-Ups talk about it, if you're not familiar with Wood and Beat'em-Ups, that is a YouTube channel mostly dedicated to the Nintendo Switch. It's a very entertaining fellow. Dragon Quest Builders, it's kind of a combination in a lot of ways of a builder game, kind of like Minecraft, and then an RPG. So it's an interesting story there that's not just mindlessly mining and crafting and building. There's things to do, people to help, civilizations to bring back from the dead, those sorts of things. So. It's a fun little thing. Put about, I don't know the exact number at this point, over 60 hours into this thing the last few weeks. And it's too much too soon. I should have slowed down a little bit. Personally, I I don't mind spending a lot of time in a game. I think that makes it worth the price when they're expensive. I got this one, I think about a week after it released for $10 off the sticker price. Best Buy price match with Amazon. So it was only like 50 bucks instead of 60 and so to get a lot of hours out of the game for the full price definitely makes me feel better about spending so much money. I still feel like I've kind of rushed through it. Like, oh, I need to go do this. Oh, I did that. And I need to do the next thing. Do the next thing. Um, instead of kind of taking my time and enjoying playing through. Like, I enjoyed the first island the most because you go to different islands and, and help people. That one I wasn't rushing. By the time I realized there was the third island, I really was like, oh, man, I'm just tired. I just want to get the game over. So I can just do whatever I want. <laughs> so I kind of really felt like I rushed through the third island. And I think I'm close to the end. I don't know that, that I'm at the end just yet. But anyway, it is fun. I would suggest just taking your time, enjoying the process. Don't rush. It's fun. 
check it out if you are on the Nintendo Switch or if you have a PS4, it's there as well. I don't know about Xbox One, possibly as well. I don't know. It could be on Steam. I haven't researched all the options. I just have the Switch version. So, very cool. So, another thing I wanted to mention in this episode of the Random City Podcast was Spider-Man Far From Home. Before I get into Spider-Man talk, I guess I will throw up a little bit of a spoiler warning. I want to go into all the spoilers, but one in particular that could be a spoiler if you're not familiar with comics and video games and things. One thing, it's funny to me, just from where I've come from, from comics and video games over the years, I clearly knew who Mysterio was. I knew Mysterio was the bad guy, but there are people who didn't. And like, so my wife had no idea who Mysterio was. She thought he seemed a little fishy, but she thought he was a good guy until they found out in the movie he wasn't. And so that's interesting. I'm glad I didn't spoil that for her. Like, kind of like the Winter Soldier was Bucky. I don't know that she knew that. I knew that when we went and saw um, Civil War um, several years ago. So, it's interesting and things like that. You know, it really wasn't a spoiler for people who know the, the property, but it, it would have been for those who don't. So, me personally, my main experience with Mysteria was from some of those old Spider-Man games from like 15 years ago, like Spider-Man 1 and 2. I guess they were released around the time of those two movies, what, 2002, 2004, 5, somewhere in there. Long time ago now. Actually, turned on one of those games the other day, the GameCube version of Spider-Man 2, and at the time thinking it was so awesome. Dude, it's so grainy, so old, but it was fun at the time. It's definitely not Spider-Man PS4, because I have that one, and that one's freaking photorealistic and amazing, no pun intended. But yeah, Spider-Man Far From Home, apart from Mysterio being a great villain, uh, we saw it twice, and we went and saw it again a few days ago. And I was I was kind of looking for, for hints about one of the... Uh, so I don't want to spoil the one thing from the credit, after credit scene. But because of the things from the after credit scenes, I was looking for hints. And I saw one. I saw one hint about things not being what they seemed. And it was all about, he's from Earth, just not your Earth, was the hint. <laughs> that was the only one I really noticed. So that was interesting to me. But I will say I really enjoyed the movie. I loved the first end credit scene. That was fantastic. The actor that was involved in it, and then as well as what happened, I feel like that's going to do some interesting things for the future of Spider-Man, and maybe not the whole wider universe in general, but at least Spider-Man in particular. Because definitely the theme of the movie was dealing with Iron Man's passing after he literally saved half the universe. So I, I get why he's such an icon. Because he was already an icon, but even more so in dying to save, you know, half the world, half the universe, the whole Edith thing. Uh, there's all sorts of things that were were pretty good. Again, without being too spoilery, I really enjoyed Ned's storyline in this movie. Second teacher on the trip, not the one in charge of the trip, was hilarious. He was one of my favorite parts of the movie. But overall, I really enjoyed Peter and um, MJ, the whole deal throughout the movie. It's a good, fun movie. I'm looking forward to see what they do. Uh, I hope it's sooner than later. I guess we'll wait and see. All right, so I guess my main topic for this random edition of the Random City Podcast, since it has been a while, it's been over a month now since Stranger Things 3 has been released. Just prior to that, my wife and I went back and rewatched Stranger Things 2. We had seen Stranger Things... Probably three times, I want to say, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I think we watched it twice on Netflix, once on Blu-ray. 
And I think we only saw Stranger Things 2 the one time because neither of us liked it as much as the first season. We still enjoyed it for the most part, except for that one episode everybody hated. Seven, I believe it was. My main issue still with Stranger Things 2 was the group wasn't together. The group didn't really get together, but for just a little bit in episode 8 of 9. And so that that was my main issue there. And, and to some degree, the, the, the third season was that way, where there were little groups of people doing their own thing. But it didn't bother me as much because the whole gang was involved in the story. There wasn't Eleven going off doing her own thing. And so that was that was kind of my thing that kind of, it didn't ruin season two, but it made it less enjoyable to me that the whole group wasn't working together on the same stuff. So anyway, Stranger Things 3, again, don't want to spoil stuff. I'm sure most people have seen it who, who are interested in that topic. I love the new characters, like Robin. I don't think that is a spoiler to say there's a new character named Robin. She was in the trailers. Steve's co-worker from Scoops Ahoy. She was great. Lucas Sinclair's little sister was great in this one. I enjoyed the new character of the mayor, Carrie Elways. I mean, he's great in anything, whether it be Psych, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Princess Bride, whatever. Great addition to the cast. I was thinking the other day of who someone could be for the fourth season. I can't think of who I was thinking of now. But it was like a classic 80s person from back around 1987, 86. I was like, oh, they'd be perfect for the next season. Not necessarily a villain. Because, you know, Sean Astin from The Goonies was in season two. Well, even season one, Dr. Brenner. Matthew Modine is famous from the 80s as well. One older writer. I mean, there's there's lots of famous people from the 80s. I get it. Uh, so. Honestly, it'd be interesting to see Christian Slater show up here just because of the whole Heathers thing with Ronald Ryder. I mean, he was big in the 80s, 90s, probably more so. I don't know. It doesn't matter. As long as they have some somebody interesting to join the cast, I'll I'll be up for it. I was honestly, for a while during season three, I was thinking this was going to be the end of the show. I really was. It wasn't until the the after credit scene that they had. And then, you know, interviews talking about, oh, what can we expect for season four? I'm like, oh, I didn't really, oh, okay, I thought this was it. <laughs> Especially with what happened to certain characters and, you know, where where they were located at the end of the season. I was like, huh, okay, I guess there's going to be more. It's just interesting how they, they make decisions with these things. But yes, I thoroughly enjoyed season three. I wouldn't say I liked it as much as season one, but definitely more than season two which is good, very good. I don't know, it seems like in recent years, most of the shows and movies I've liked have kind of ruined themselves. The only ones I can say that haven't are Marvel movies and Stranger Things. Pretty much every other series I've liked, well, there's a few others. Most movies and TV shows, it seems like the last, say, four or five years, have kind of just lost my interest in various ways, just becoming, I don't know, mundane or antiquated or something. I don't know what it is, something. Um, whether it be Peter Cabaldi with Doctor Who just losing my interest there. I never finished his episodes, never even saw the new Jodie Whittaker episodes at all because I was bored with Peter Cabaldi's episodes. Walking Dead just got tired of that same old thing over and over. Stop watching it once an important character died that, you know, how many times can that happen and it mean anything? And any, anyway, so I gave up on that one. I don't know, after The Last Jedi and the way the fans have acted the past couple years now almost, I really have lost most of my interest in Star Wars. Not completely. The Clone Wars is coming back, so I'm looking forward to that. The Mandalorian does look pretty great. John Favreau does a good job with what he makes. He seems to be paying respect to the 
material to the to the mythology to George Lucas, and so I think the Mandalorian will be pretty good. Clone Wars definitely, unless Dave Filoni goes off the rails, which I hope doesn't happen. Uh, I think the Clone Wars would be fine. Definitely looking forward to those, and and yeah, yeah, I'm gonna definitely sign up for Disney Plus at least for a little while, at least to see the Clone Wars and at least to see the Mandalorian. The fact that you can get a bundle with ESPN, Hulu, and Disney Plus for $12 makes it a lot more likely that I probably will actually keep the service since we use Hulu. Maybe in a future episode, I'll talk about Veronica Mars. We just I rewatched Veronica Mars 1 through 3. My wife had never seen those. And then we watched the movie, which I had helped kickstart back when it was on Kickstarter before it was made. I never watched it because I wanted to rewatch the show with my wife, and we finally did that. And then we watched the new season of Veronica Mars on Hulu. So maybe that'll be a topic for next episode, whenever that randomly is recorded and randomly released. But anyway, there's so many things out there that I've lost interest or my interest has waned the last few years. It's great to see Stranger Things went on an uptick for me versus a downward trend. Like as if it continued the way that season two looked like it was going, I might have just kind of lost interest here too. One of the things I really liked in this season was Dustin and his camp experience, talking about his girlfriend, which I think most of us thought it might have been fake until we find out whether or not it's true. And later on in the episodes, again, don't want to spoil stuff. Billy was fantastic. The character, I forget his name, Darcy something, I think. He is a very talented actor, and he was fantastic. He, I've only seen him in one other property. He was in the Power Rangers movies a couple years ago. He was good in that. And so... Hopefully he has bright future in his career. I don't know. It's hard to talk about these things without spoiling it. So I guess that's about it. So yeah, very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Can't wait to see what they do next. And yeah, who knows when that'll be? Two more years? I don't know. It doesn't. I don't. I guess it doesn't matter to some degree. Uh, I just feel like in the way that pop culture works right now, weeks later, months later, especially things just have lost their momentum. No one cares anymore. And it seems that way in like anything, whether it be a movie, whether it be a show, whether it be a video game. You know, a video game comes out a month ago. Well, that's old news because there's been, you know, 50 new video games come out in the last month or whatever. I'm enjoying William Chatner's new show on the History Channel. So maybe that's something I'll talk about some other time. Anyway, I guess that's going to wrap up this random episode of the Random City Podcast as I've been recording outside the Tuesday morning waiting for it to open. <laughs> I know, random, right? But hey, that's the whole point of this show, I guess. Doing random things, random places, random times, and randomly discussing things in a random way. Alright, so thanks for listening. If you're listening, obviously you found us. But we are available on lots of different platforms, whether that be Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, YouTube, all sorts of places you can get the show. You can email the show randomcitypodcast at gmail.com. You can call into the show 773-71-RANDOM. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to email us an MP3, that'd be great too. Leave us a comment somewhere like YouTube. That'd be awesome. Or over on Twitter or Instagram at randomcity on Twitter at randomcitypodcast on Instagram. Until the next episode, I'm Jimmy Georgia. You're listening to the Random City Podcast.